Hello everyone, my name is Brendan Yates. And I'm Cassandra. And welcome to another episode of The Greatest Covenant, where we chat about our real life experiences in our 25 years of marriage and the ups and downs and how with the help of God, we are able to persevere. Our goal in sharing with you is to help you be more prepared for those life experiences that you will encounter. Mm-hmm. And so we want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. This yeah. episode is the beginning of our season two of the Greatest Covenant podcast. And we are so excited to be sharing with you once again. Yep. We've had some time to take off to just uh, relax and rejuvenate and just try to get over this whatever this is in life, those things in life. And how are you doing today, Mike Sweet? Good. It was a good time to just take a break and think of content and come up with some different ideas. We have a really good list of things that we're going to talk about. So I'm really excited about where God is going to be taking us this year for our podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we had a long list before we even ended the some, some, the first season, but yeah, <laughs> apparently we've made a longer one. <laughs> yeah, we've just added to it and really just made it. Yeah, we just added to it, you know, coming up with different things that we think that married couples have gone through. Just talked about our mm-hmm. experiences, and you know, it's a thing of oh, we need to add that. We need to put that down for the podcast. So that's yeah. really, really what we've done. Yeah. Really. Because, I mean, let's be honest, we've only, our first season barely scratched the surface of the number of things that husband and wives go through on a daily basis, hourly basis, minute basis, you know. So we, yeah, I think we're on a good start. I think our first season, our first season was a good start. Yeah. So we're going to do our best. We're going to do some different things this season. And we hope that you will get something out of it. And God blesses you and your, your spouse as you're listening. Uh, hopefully, if not, give ideas for yourself, but, uh, you know, f- definitely as you as a couple, but for yourself as well. So we're just really excited about this. Yep. So today's season two episode to, to kick off the season, second season, excuse me. Uh, we're going to talk about s- something that I don't know, babe, do you think it's we wanted it to be lacking. fun and lighthearted. We didn't want anything too deep or serious. Cause yeah, we wanted to come out. We wanted to come out with something fun. Yeah. Um, but I think we both can agree that this is something that couples have a hard time understanding what yes. to do or understanding what this what this subject we're having to talking about really means or what the role is and it is in marriage yeah. and relationships. Right. Right. They, right. I mean, because there is an art to it and. You, you don't really see see that art <clears throat> excuse me you don't really see that art like you used to see it so right, right. and we are talking about the art of romance whoop, whoop. we're so excited to talk about this the romance yep because it's taken us a long time to get to where we are with our romance a long time yeah yeah what 26 years <laughs> wow i won't say that long i mean let's i would uh, i mean <laughs> 20 wow the whole 26 years <laughs> i mean we technically have been together almost 30 but I mean, okay okay so that leaves what three years that we <laughs> yeah okay so yeah 26 years got it so i mean we didn't know you nothing know, each year <laughs> each year it's gotten better for us once we have learned about each other, what our likes are, what our dislikes are, what our love languages are, yeah. we've been able to, you know, get creative, go to different conferences and really marriage conferences and really understand what it means to romance mm-hmm. your significant mm-hmm. other because there is an art to it and there is, you know, a way that it should be done or... Yeah. There I mean, there's no set rules, but, you know. Right. There's no set rules or expectations, but it does. And here's the one thing that I, my understanding, you know, trying to find ways of romancing my wife. Every spouse version of romance is different. And we'll yep. get to that. We will get to that as we as we talk about this. Yep. But um, first and foremost, the most important thing that everyone needs to understand that there is a difference between romance 
sex, and intimacy. Yep. There is a difference. Uh, my wife, being the researcher that she is, she kind of gave us a couple of talking points, a couple of de- definitions to look at. Yeah. So first, and go ahead, babe. I'm sorry. There, th- that doesn't mean that one thing can't lead to another. Oh, but there is a, there is a difference. Men, we all have that same goal. <laughs> of course, men do. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, so, romance, as my wife has put it, is a noun. Well, there's a noun and a verb. There's a noun and a verb. I'm sorry. There's a noun and a verb. So, we'll give you the noun first. A feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. A quality of... Or feeling of mystery, excitement, or remoteness from everyday life. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So we all. So for us English people out there, we also we know that a noun can be considered a, is not considered, but it's defined as a person, place, or thing. Mm-hmm. So, I guess in a way, we this would when I read these, it's almost like, especially the noun part, it's saying that you know. A feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. You know, it's something that you're not kind of expecting being taken someplace, uh, whether it's physically or mentally, mm-hmm. you know, there's a mystery to it. You know, in a mystery, you have no idea what's going to happen. It's surprises. It's that person that you're with is giving you this this moment of excitement because they're planning something and they you have no idea what it is. But the thought of it. Hopefully, spouses will bring a smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I going to sleep with one eye open or something? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead with the verb part, dear. So the verb is to court or woo. So a verb is an action word. So you're courting or wooing somebody. You're, you know, showing that other person what you have to offer. And it's another term for romanticize. So that's, we're just going to not worry about that definition. But courting, wooing, how did you get, you know, start dating, get engaged? What did you have to do first? You had to court each other. And everybody has their own different experiences with courting, but. Well, I think when you and I were in college and we met, our courting was just, I think the first time we actually quote unquote courted was that one night we first met and we talked for like... That's when the courting started, That's when the yes. courting started, yeah. about We talked for hours. Yeah. And then later it came with just spending time together, communication, things yep. like that. Nowadays, most people court by texting or having video chats mm-hmm. or Zoom calls or... FaceTime. FaceTime or something like that, yeah. So... There's all different ways to do it. Yeah. But, you know, depending on... You know, if this relationship is something that you desire, then you'll take that courtship up to something more where you, you know, you go to dinner, you go on fancy dates, you do, you know, you buy gifts or you, you want to woo that person. You want to show them that you want to be with them. So, so that's romance. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing is intimacy. Um, And there was only a noun version for this. It is a close familiarity or friendship, closeness, a private, cozy atmosphere, an intimate act, especially sexual intercourse. So there are so many different aspects of how you can view intimacy. I, I look at it as, and I don't know, you might look at it differently, but, you know, when we... Of course, of course, there's the let's get that out, get this out of the way. Of course, there's a sexual component. We'll get that out of the way. Um, But that's not what what I'm referring to right now. I'm referring to when you and I are, you know, when I see our intimacy as, you know, really sitting down and when we have our conversations and we really talk about our what we're feeling, our dreams, our goals, our desires, I think that that builds on to our intimacy. So it builds on to that other component. Mm-hmm. So in some aspects, that can be romantic. In some aspects, it is what it is. It's just intimacy. We are, um, from my perspective, we are just building layers, more layers on top of our relationship. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, your version of intimacy. Yeah. I mean, 
intimacy to some people is just two people, like you said, having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, intimacy for some people is sitting down and watching yeah, TV, you know, a movie. And I can deal with that, too. You know, intimacy is just. I mean, intimate. Uh, and I, again, that the version of intimacy, even with romance, it varies on the individual, you know. Yeah. Some people. Some people out there, husband and wife, both will take intimacy as having sex. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, just, that's a, it's an intimate act. Yeah, it's an intimate act. So, I mean, intimacy for some people could be just holding hands or sitting yeah. down, like holding hands, sitting, like you said, sitting outside and just having a general conversation. Playing you know? footsie under the table. Playing footsie under the table, you yeah. know, just or just having a good having a moment where we can sit down and have a great laugh together and just laugh about some things. Yeah. And just yeah. talk about stuff. That's intimacy, you know. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything that involves, to me, to put it bluntly, anything that involves growing the closeness that you have with your partner mm-hmm. is intimacy. Yes, to me, I agree. That's my that's my humble my humble statement on it. Yeah. Now, sex we, that's a verb. <laughs> I mean. Sex is a verb, and it that's is a, a whole nother like <laughs> podcast or two. Yeah, that would be a whole nother three. episode on that one. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, but it but can, it is it is an important aspect. Very much so. Of it is it it can the other two acts can lead to yes. That's sex. what I'm trying to say. Yes, yes, and it 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 is something that definitely was designed by God and. Totally lost my train of thought. But yes, it's it was designed by God, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're definitely talking about romance. Definitely talking about romance, um, yes. But we will have we an will, episode or two or three or, or four, whatever, on sex. About. Because wow. it's such an important... It is such an important topic in marriage. And it has definitely been skewed in society and not just recently, it has been that way for years since oh, yeah. the beginning since... of time. Yes. So that's something we'll definitely talk about. So, so really, you know, some may ask, well, you know, I, I don't really see the purpose in romance because, I mean, why do it? I already have them. I already have her. So why do I have to continue to romance? Well, oh, there are so many reasons why you should. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> I mean, it keeps the relationship alive. It keeps it fun. It keeps, keeps it, it interesting. Um, it it keeps your relationship moving forward. Right. You have to think about everything. Think about what you did to get that wife, to get that husband. If you're the one, if you're the one that pursued first, I mean, and yes, husbands, wives, wives do pursue men first yeah. sometimes. So you have to think about think about what everything that you did to get their attention. Did you did you see them one day and you know you're going to see them the next day so you're going to wear this particular outfit or have on a particular cologne or cut or comb your hair. <laughs> So important. <laughs> Be fresh. Take a shower. <laughs> Take a shower. So important. Actually put on deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do to make sure they noticed you? That's that in essence is your first attempt at romance or courting. You know, you can put you can probably combine the two right there. You're trying to get their attention. So when you're ro- when you're doing romance, you want to keep their attention. Yeah. You want to say or do something that's going to have them go, oh, okay, he still wants me. He still finds me. He or she still finds me attractive. They still love me. Mm-hmm. They can still look at the years that have grown on my body and mm-hmm. still say that they love me. Yeah. You know, that's what, and it keeps it fun, especially if you do something fun. Go to an amusement park. Win them, yep. a, win them a stuffed animal, you know, take them to a movie, with, take them to a, uh, a rom-com. Anything. Uh, uh, a rom-com. <laughs> My husband suffers through those with me, although we don't do it that often anymore. We're mainly like go to the movies we're the action, when we go. We're the action flick people. Yes. Action flick, fantasy. I think we, we went to almost almost every Marvel movie. Almost. Mm, not. Well, maybe. Yeah. We definitely went to the last few ones that yeah. came out. Yeah. I mean, and that really is what we will spend money on to go to the movies. We don't go that often, but... If we're like if we're at home and I may ask him, hey, 
which again is very rare. Hey, do you want to watch this love story with me? Or do you want to watch this comedy with me? He, he, he's not really into all of that. So, but you know, I'm fine watching it by myself. But when he does watch it with me, it can be romantic. Yes. Yes. So I swallow my pride every now and then. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we haven't done this in a long time, but we used to, you know, sometimes play video games together because I knew that that was something that he liked to do. I don't know if he found that romantic, but. No, I found it. I don't know. I guess my reaction to it would have been, wow, she actually, and it would be different if you played a video game just to try to get my attention to, to pay attention to you, but you did it because it was fun. I wanted to fun. do it. Man, she's a mean Mortal Kombat player. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought that was fun. Again, yeah. we did something fun. I guess in a way it was kind of romantic that she took an interest in something that I love to do. For, even if it was just once in a blue moon, she showed up, grabbed my other controller and said, let's go. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, okay. Now, yeah. that hasn't been done in a while, but the last time she did it, she beat me. She beat Jasmine. <laughs> the, the last time I did it was right at the like start of COVID. So, yes. Yeah. It's been about a year. It's, but, been, a, it's been a while. But um, it was still fun when she did it. It was yeah. fun. I mean, you know, just to be able to find those things that, you're, that your partner likes or that you think they will like mm-hmm. will cause them to know that they that you are still desiring them you still love them they're cared for so there is a purpose to romance in marriage definitely even at even for couples that have been married for 50 years there is a purpose for romance bottom and line I just is love, you should never stop romancing yeah, i just love seeing couples that have been married for you know like 50 60 75 years and they're just like they were newly newly married. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. can, you know, they just have that air of romance about them because they have kept the romance alive. Um, and to me, I think that's one of the secrets to a longer lasting relationship. You still have to, we did a previous podcast on date night. You know, you still have to do those things. Yep. To keep the relationship going and keep it moving forward. Exactly. You want to keep having fun in your relationship. You want to let the other person know that they are valued and you value their uh, thoughts, their ideas, their personality. Um, so there is a purpose for romance. So keep that in mind, anyone in here who's been married five years okay so you all are still newlyweds so to speak still newlyweds so but at but still find ways of keeping the fire burning you know especially if you haven't uh brought kids into the mix yet um if you now if you have that's congratulations that's great but if you haven't then take that time to romance each other and get to know each other more build that strength together as husband and wife so when little son or daughter shows up and you run into those issues that are going to come with being parents, your strength, your, the, the time that you spent to grow as a couple should not be diminished because you've had that time to build and strengthen and know each other more. Um, because the more you add to your life, problems will come. But if you have a strength between you two through romance, prayer, things like that, it will build a wall that no one can tear down. Yep, I agree. So we kind of looked up some ideas for those of you out there, husbands and wives, because sometimes the wives are kind of clueless on what they can do um, to kind of romance their Mm -hmm. spouse so we're gonna start with the wives first and we're gonna just take three each three for the wives three for the husbands and just sort of talk about them just some just you know some ideas that you may know some you may not know 
Um, I may learn something from this. What's up? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I just found this list, these lists online. You can just Google, you know, romancing your spouse, anything like that. Um, so this list that I have for the women, for wives, is from momjunction.com. And um, yeah, it just talks about, especially for for women wives moms of little kids because it's just so important you know we as mothers of little ones we're home we may even be working whatever with our little ones and we don't think that there is time for romance there's always time for romance when you're a mother of small children I say small children because as the older that they get, they become more independent. And so you have a little bit more freedom to do some things with your significant others. So husbands, take note. Even though they have the children, they're small children, your wife still needs to be romanced. And it doesn't have to be any grand gestures. And I'm about to tell you a couple. So, I mean, this... Strap in. Let's go. Like, legit strap in. This first one, I think, is simple, doesn't take a lot. You ain't even got to spend a dime. But if you spend time with her, that can be romantic for her. I love it when my husband spends time with me. Because there was a time in our relationship where I didn't, I felt like more things, there were other things in his life, his life that were more important than me. Would you agree with that? That feels like a loaded question. Um, <laughs> Cause that could hurt or harm me depending on how I answer the question. Um, I might need to seek counsel before I answer that question. Um, it's a, it's an honest question. It is an honest question, but even honest questions. <laughs> I mean, have honest consequences. Listen, because like, okay, so like for me, when 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 we had the kids when they were babies and they were younger, I'll be honest, the kids came before you. Yes, I will. Didn't okay. spend any time. Didn't really. I mean, no, we didn't. We didn't spend any time. Well, I won't say that there were things that I felt were more important than you. There were just things that happened that ended up taking. That unconsciously took my priority. That mm-hmm. unconsciously took my priority. I, so, so they were more important. See, uh-uh, <laughs> no, no, I know how I worded it, and that's what uh, that's my, that's my response, and I'm sticking to it. I unconsciously, unconsciously, mm-hmm. I can't even say the word unconsciously. That's the word. Uh, okay, you- they became what. I, I was not aware of how the level of importance I had put mm-hmm. on those things. Okay. So I've lost either way. It's fine. So it's okay to spend time together. It's okay to work in. Even if you can do 15 minutes or a half hour, just sit down with her and ask her how her day was or sit down with her and, and let her know, babe, I see that you're working hard with the kids and I know you work all day. And I just want to let you know that I see it and I appreciate it. And I love her. Love you. That's, I mean, that's all it takes. Or, or, or something so simple as, you know, and again, me not being a woman, I wouldn't know how they would respond to that. But, you know, if I, and I didn't do this when I was, when the kids were smaller, um, but coming home and seeing her stressed out or just exhausted and the kids are running amok or they're eating dinner and she's like, I'm just so exhausted and taking the kids and say, okay, I got it. Go to bed, and you could be just as tired. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, let's let's be honest. If she's working from home, you're working from out out of the home. Both of you are exhausted from your eight hour, well, in her case, twenty four hour job, mm-hmm. and you're exhausted from your eight hour job. But take that moment and say, okay, you go sit down, honey. I got the kids for dinner. I'll get them their food, their dessert. You go take 15, 20 minutes, however long you feel you need. To, to do that and i wish i had done that for her mm-hmm. um but and i saying that's some women might find that 
romantic or just showing that you care about them. And that's all romance is. It's still putting that work in, showing that you care for them. Number two, go ahead, babe. Okay, so we're going to we're going to go to the husbands now cuz we're we're going to stay in the same vein of parenting. So this one I think is a really 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 important one because we as wives and moms, I mean, we're with the kids probably more often than not than the husbands. So in some in some instances, I would mm-hmm. say most, you know, there everybody's there, there, family dynamic most is different. Average instances, yes. So wives let him make the call on parenting decisions without second guessing. So, honey, <laughs> <laughs> have you had that ever happened between us? Oh, all the time. Uh, wow, that was easy. <laughs> I mean, like I like she didn't have to consult nobody on that answer. <laughs> well, I mean, there were times that you would make a decision, and I one hundred percent would second guess the decision, and it really didn't happen until the kids got older. You know, um. And so it got to a place where you were, go ask your mom, go ask your mom. And so ladies, I know it's going to be hard. I do know it's going to be hard because we, you know, we like having that, that parental control sometimes, but let him make a decision and let him stick to it. And you stick to it. Even if you don't agree with it. But so, I guess in the back of your mind, be prepared to um, fix. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't some, know if you really need to fix. Some husbands, some husbands, when they make a decision, they realize later, mm, that was not the best decision. And they realize and it. They realize and then it. if they come to you and they say, babe, I don't think I made the right decision. Give him grace. I don't know what man is going to make that. It's going to admit that. I, I wouldn't well, have done it. I, if I even, even if he doesn't admit it and the 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 uh, results <laughs> end up being wrong, give him grace. Give him grace. Because there are decisions that we make that the results are wrong. And they give us grace sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, we're, we're human. We're not... You know, God gives us grace and he gives it to us unapologetic, unapologetically. Sometimes when we give grace, it comes with stipulations and that's because we're human. So we have to learn to get to a place of when there's something that we don't agree with um, or, you know, a decision that our, our spouse has made that the results weren't where you thought they should be or where they should have been. We have to learn how to give grace and go to them lovingly and say, I would have done it this way or that way or whatever. In a happy world, that, that <laughs> that's right. what we hope for. In the Marvel world, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Here in the real world, mm, we don't know for sure. But well, yeah, I mean, that's the goal. That's our desire that we want to have happen for that. So let him make a, a parenting decision and, you know. Give him the freedom to do that, and he may learn something from it. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's the if it's the wrong decision, and he, and you come to him with that grace and say, "Honey, what if we had done it this way?" Mm-hmm. To him, it would have made it most likely would have made more sense because in his mind, he's trying to make a decision. He's trying to take the burden off of you mm-hmm. for making that decision. You make parenting decisions from the moment he leaves the house, even mm-hmm. before that, to the moment he get to the moment you get home, right. So him to try to make a decision like that, and with that grace, uh, when especially if it's a wrong decision, not if it's a right decision, psh, celebrate it. Yeah, celebrate it. Next one, dear. Okay, so this is this is number three. This is number two for wives. Number okay, number two, two for the wives. Yes. Uh, that what the husbands should do for the wives. Okay. And you're really good at this. Hold her in public. Showing affection in public. PDA. Not all crazy PDA either. I'm just talking about, you know, like a handhold, your arm around the back, something like that. No sucking face or anything like that. But hold her in public. Show her that, you know, I, for me, I love it when my husband holds my hand and we're in public. Number one. 
It shows that he loves me. And number two, it makes him slow down because he has a longer stride than me. <laughs> and so I can't walk as fast as him. <laughs> so she grabs my hand. Look, dude, you need to slow down. Slow down. <laughs> and yeah, then, I do take one step for her, too. Yeah. And then, like, you know, even if he puts his hand on my leg, we're sitting at, you know, dinner, or even in the car or something like that, you know. It's okay to to have to show affection in public. It is 100% okay to show that kind of affection in public. Look, the way the world we live in right now, you got to you got to make sure that people know you are with someone. Some mm-hmm. people don't cuz there are a lot of people here who, out there who do not care. Right. Do not care. So yes. Holding hands, let All them know. Of that. All of that. Let them know you are with someone and they're not you're not thinking about them. Yep. Agreed. That's all you have. Y'all, y'all, that's all you have to say about that. Yes, you've pretty much nailed it. But th- and thank you for the for saying I do that well. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you do that very well. Okay, so wives to husband. Hmm. There are more options for the husbands than there are for the wives. I'm gonna have to have a little talk with these people. So this we is, have to work harder. <laughs> <laughs> this is one that when I was younger, I probably did it more when I was younger than I do now. But choose a pretty nightgown over flannel PJs, even when it's cold. Now, I don't do flannel. It's too hot for all that. <laughs> it's just too hot for all of that. But... I do, you know, I wear comfortable that are not grandma-ish. Now, don't get me wrong. I do have some grandma-ish pajamas. Not even going to lie. She need to burn them. But I do know that, you know, for, for a man, they see with their eyes. They... Uh, men are visual. Yes. Men are visual. That's what I meant to say. Of course they see with their eyes. I see with my <laughs> eyes. I, I was <sighs> I was like, okay, pause for effect. <laughs> see if she can Gosh. get herself out of that hole. Uh, no, men, she didn't. Okay. Men are visual. So that to, 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 to some of them are, is romantic. Mm-hmm. So ladies, give up the flannels every now and then. Put something nice on. What are your thoughts? I 100% agree. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Um, I mean, but I mean, I, my mindset is different than it was when we were younger. When yeah. I, whenever you would wear something like that to bed, a nice nightgown or whatever you want to call those things, I automatically went to the thought of, okay, it's about mm. to go down. <laughs> it's about to go down. But like, if you wear that to bed now, I would take it as... I'm hoping it's about to go down, but if not, she looks real good. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I'm a man. I'm thinking like a man. So, you know, for her to do that, it will be, you know, it, 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 yes, I would definitely take it as a romantic thought. Yeah. And action. Not yeah. so much, not so much sex, but just the action of saying, you know what, I want to. I feel like being pretty for my husband tonight in bed, you know, something like that. And I also think of it as, you know, if I want to look good for him when I am out in public for the world to see, because anytime I dress nice, which is all the time and I don't have to do myself up all the way, but I'm not going to go out in public just in any kind of way. So why wouldn't I want to dress nice for him? when we go to bed i mean mm-hmm. it it's well to me same concept to me when she when she puts the effort because she always tells me everything that i put on i think about you anything that i buy i think about you and, mm-hmm. you know as far as clothes uh um and, and is it going to be disrespectful to you is right. it going to bring shame on you anything like that and my and my thought process is well honey i want you to wear it if you feel beautiful in it if you feel sexy in it right if you feel I mean, if you feel sexy in it, I'm going to see you and see the sexiness that you feel. Because when you feel sexy in it, you're going to feel confident. You're going to feel yeah. you're going to feel proud to wear it. And I'm going to be proud that you're wearing it 
Yep. Because I'm going to I'm going to feel your your proud vibe, I guess is where I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. you know, and but I do appreciate the fact that she tells me when she does buy things and does her hair a certain way and wears her, uh, I guess, I guess, for lack of a better word, wears her face, you know, makeup and all that stuff a certain way that she's thinking about me. And that makes me feel makes me feel important. Makes me And feel, don't get me wrong. I he's the catalyst for what I look, but I also very much do know that whatever I put on, I need to make sure I feel good in it, you know? And if it's, if it's pleasing to him, then, and if it's pleasing to myself, then I've scored an A plus. Agreed. 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 Okay. So I think this is what. This should be the one for the wives. This should be for the wives. We can make it the last one. I think we have two or three more, but we can make this the last one. No, we have one more for each. Okay. Okay. So, okay. This is a good one. Because they, they're pretty much the same for the husbands and the wife. So, for the for the wife's husband, slip a romantic note or lines in her purse. I think that would be cool to see. Now, mm, I carry a big purse. I was just going to go there. Which a lot of junk in it. <laughs> I was just going to go there. It's but, like, I slip you a small note. You'll find it next year. <laughs> it'll, yeah. <laughs> it'll disappear. But... You're good for texting. So, you know, if it's via text message or something like that, send a, a, a nice little love note to each other. You know, let him know that you're thinking about him or her. The, yeah. P- wives, if you want to put a little note in his wallet, do that. You know, words of encouragement, words of affirmation. That builds up a person's confidence. It builds up a person's strength to let them know that you are thinking about that person. Exactly. And ladies, the note in the wallet does not mean, does not, should not say, yeah, I took a 20. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that, but okay. <laughs> you, wouldn't even, you, you wouldn't leave me a note. You'll find out, tell me, where's your wallet? No, I, I will never, I would never go into your wallet and take money without you knowing. Just like no, you, you wouldn't would... ever go into my purse and take anything out without I'm me knowing. I'm afraid to put my hand in your purse. Whatever. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, you would. You would tell. You would not. You know, no, you would tell me as you're doing it. By the way, I'm going to get some money out. No, your I wouldn't. I I don't do that though, because I usually have money. That's true. You do more than me lately, but that's okay. <laughs> so yeah. So put you know put something romantic, not. Like my husband said, I'm taking money out of your wallet. Something <laughs> something that you know that's going to encourage them. There's nothing there's nothing better than getting some type of note like that, even if it's, you know, a text message. And you and it comes at a time any point in your day where you feel like you're having the worst day. There's nothing better than getting a note or a text or something like that. Because it can turn a person's day around. Yes, it can. It can. It really can. So those are good. Yeah. Those are good ideas. And you can do this if you if you're still newlyweds or you've been or you're about to hit your fiftieth anniversary. Still yeah. still do this. Still find ways of keeping look, you only have one life and you should only have one marriage. Yeah. So live that life. And that marriage to the fullest. Yeah. And like I said, you know, you can find different ways to romance your significant other. Just Google it online. Like I said, for the wives, it was 29 ways to romance your wife. And that was on momjunction.com. And then uh, for the husbands, is 49 romantic ideas for him, which is on imom.com. Why, so, we, why do we have so many more options? My goodness. I, it, is it that is the struggle that real for us husbands that I, we got to have that maybe you need to know 25 more options what, I, mean, seriously. I don't know so so yeah those are just some ideas I, that i think and they're so simple i mean and if you think about it they cost zero dollars all it took but it will cost some thinking it'll cost some imagination they're literally simple things that you can do to romanticize your significant other. You know what I just thought? You were talking about the 29 ways and then the 49 ways or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know why we have so many more. 
because men are simple. <laughs> yeah, man. And women are complex. Well, yes. Your, your thought process is just like we were discussing in one of our podcasts about how when men, the mind of a man, the mind of a woman, mm-hmm. men have kind of like a straight line and women got eight different stops on the way to the destination. Yes. So we need 49 <laughs> more things to try to do. Yes. To get you feeling well, loved and romance. Yeah. And I think. Um, you, you all could probably romance us in five. Well, and see, that's <laughs> the thing, because like you only have to give me a couple of different things. And then I feel like I can really get that train moving and I can just come up and be creative on my own. So, and for men, I mean, and and that's okay. That's just how men think. That's how women think and operate. So it, it's, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. You're right. You're right. So now if we wanted to take this and put it in a scriptural basis, I mean, the first book that my mind immediately goes to is the song of songs song of solomon and some bibles and i was looking and i you know i've read if you haven't read through this book you need to read through this book because it definitely talks about and gives a picture it's probably the most romantic book in the bible um and i think that it's just the perfect picture of the design of a relationship between a husband and a wife, a bride and a bridegroom. But I was just reading and I found a part in the, the chapter two that I think is a good example of the bride and the bridegroom being romantic to each other. So it's going to be, I'm going to be reading from, Chapter 2, verse 8 to chapter 3, verse 5. It's not very long. And it goes back and forth between the man and the woman. And in my Bible, they're broken up into different sub-contexts. Like uh, the wedding. And then... So what I'm going to be reading is the memories of the courtship. Ah, I hear my lover coming. He is leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My lover is like a swift gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he is behind the wall, looking through the window, peering into the room. My lover said to me, rise up, my darling. Come away with me, my fair one. Look, the winter is past and the rains are over and gone. The flowers are springing up. The season of singing birds has come and the cooing of turtle doves fills the air the fig trees are forming young fruit and the fragrant grapevines are blossoming rise up my darling come away with me my fair one this is the young man my dove is hiding behind the rocks behind the outcrop of the cliff let me see your face let me hear your voice For your voice is pleasant and your face is lovely. Catch all the foxes, those little foxes, before you ruin the vineyard of love, for the grapevines are blossoming. And then this is the young woman. My lover is mine and I am his. He browses among the lilies before the the dawn breezes blow and the night shadows flee. Return to me, my love, like a gazelle or a young stag on the rugged mountains. And this chapter three, verse one is still the young woman. One night as I lay in bed, I yearned for my lover. I yearned for him and he did not come. So I said to myself, I will get up and roam the city, searching in all its streets and squares. I will search for the one I love. So I searched everywhere, but did not find him. The watchman stopped as he stop me as they made their rounds and ask have you been have you seen the one i loved then scarcely had i left them when i found my love i caught and held him tightly then i brought him to my mother's house into my mother's bed where i had been conceived promise me o women of jerusalem by the gazelles and wild deer not to awaken love until the time is right so 
talk about romance. Let's break that down for a second. Okay, go ahead. I was listening. So, so the first part of it when uh, they were talking about the vineyard and the doves and uh, and everything, they were the husband was wanting to get his wife out of the house. I'm assuming she, I'm going. Sounds like she was asleep and he wanted to wake her up. Um. Are you talking about verse eight through? Yes. Okay, so it would be so basically, it's a moment 13. where there where he wanted to have some romantic, you know, maybe spend some romantic time with her outside, get her to see the 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 growing of the grass, and just having a romantic time with her. Am well, I, yeah, he is. This is actually her talking. This is her to talking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she she's ready to see him and and you know this the part where it's him his is really short. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, "My dove is hiding behind the rocks, behind an outcrop of on the cliff. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is pleasant and your face is lovely." So th- this is probably more of a cry for her. Mm-hmm. You know, a cry for from her to him than him to her. I mean, if you go through throughout all of this book, it 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 alternates between the young man and the young woman. But I just think that this this part of it, and this is just the courtship part of it, is them giving each other romance. Mm-hmm. It's almost like their siren call, almost. And, you know, you you could, wives, you could take part of this and put it, that could be your love note. Husbands, that could be your love note. So, I mean, yeah, if you're looking for a a good representation book in the Bible of romance, relationships, sex, all of that, Song of Solomon is, or Song of Songs is going to be the book that you're going to want to look at and read through. I'm telling you, it's real good. Real good. So, but that was just, you know, I just wanted to give that little bit of insight to, you know, yes, the Bible is a book of laws and also that we've been redeemed in Christ, but also it just shows a relationship and how God designed it and how he wanted it to be the Mm -hmm. representation for a husband and a wife. And you'll see that throughout the Throughout the whole Bible, you know, starting with Adam and Eve all the way, you know, all the way through the Bible, you'll get some, you know, misrepresentation of what it is. Because, you know, of course, there was the sin, but then Song of Solomon is a perfect book that shows the the love and companionship of a husband and wife, but also it's a representation of God's love for us, I believe. So, yeah. This was fun. It was fun. Good conversation. I really do hope that someone out there who's listening gets something out of this. Yep. And gives you ideas to understand that it's okay to romance your your spouse, no matter how long you've been married. Yep. It's okay to do those little things to keep their attention, to keep their interest perking. To keep things fun and lively in your relationship. Yep. That's Something, what you need to do. No matter from the simple to the complex. And I think the best way of the most the most successful way of being romantic to your spouse is knowing your spouse. Yep. What understanding what their dislikes and what makes them tick and mm-hmm. you know f- expounding on the things that you've already made a connection with through conversation. Yep. Some form of intimacy or something like that. Um, yep. That's the most important thing because every couple is different. Yeah. And I'm reading through, and this is an old book. It's not anything new. Like probably a lot of married couples have read through it, but it's called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. I think that's who it is. And that's a good way for you to really pinpoint what your significant other's love language is and what your love language is. And then you can start there. Start there. Let you know, hey, your spouse know, hey, words of encouragement is my love language. Mm-hmm. Words of affirmation is my love language. Touch is my love language. And then you will know how to proceed 
with. And I think that both spouses need to read that book so that they can understand each other. So, yeah, this was fun. Yes, it was. Good episode. So, you want to pray? All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this time that we have to share in another podcast, um, to share our thoughts and our feelings on the subject of romance, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for this time that we were able to share those thoughts and feelings and able to uh, present to all the difference between romance, intimacy, and sex, and helping them understand that they're Although they are, they all can come with the same result, but they mm-hmm. are separate in, in, in the theory. Yes. And Lord, we just ask that you, whoever's listening, that they find new ways of keeping things lively in their relationship, find new ways of keeping the connection, keeping the strength in their marriage and allow it to grow mm-hmm. through um, romance. And Father, just know that we are here doing this giving this advice, giving this this talk and reverence to you to help strengthen marriages and save them, Lord. Father, we thank you and we love you in your son's precious holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Greatest Covenant. For more information about The Greatest Covenant, you can reach us at our website at www.thegreatestcovenant.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Greatest Covenant. You can also reach out to us via email at thegreatestcovenant21 at gmail.com. God bless you and we love you all. Have a great day.